Hello, my name is Maxine and I'm one of the trainers at the International College of Professional Celebrant and I'm also a practising celebrant. And I'm Rebecca Waldron and I'm also a trainer with the ICPC and I'm also a practising celebrant. So we're here today, funnily, to talk about conflict, aren't we? And it's um, it's not something that, if you're training to be a celebrant, immediately comes to mind. But why is it for you an important subject to talk about? Well, conflict, I think because we are involved with so many different people um, and the excitement of a ceremony or the grief can really affect people in different ways. And we need to be aware of that, the celebrants. Yeah, we absolutely do. So, um, I mean, let's let's start off with funerals, shall we? Because that that you can come across conflict in different situations. Um, when you go and visit the family in a home, that's probably the first thing that comes to mind. Um, have you had any experience of, of conflict at all? Yeah, I think when you have um, several people in a family who have got some very definite ideas about. Um, how the funeral ceremony should play out, uh, what should be included and who, then, um, and those ideas conflict with other people, then that's where conflict starts to really creep into your role as a celebrant. So you have to manage that. Not sure how you've managed that in the ones yeah. that the family's meetings that you've been to. I've had very grieve, lots of grieving ones where there's been a lot of grief in the room, but not necessarily conflict. However, I've been to see uh, a family where they warned me there could be conflict. And that was because the, the gentleman who died was an alcoholic. And so he had a very strained relationship with his children. Um, so actually, it was it was very tense in the ceremony and you could you could palpably feel it. So although they weren't arguing, it was and and I think it, what I had to think about when doing the ceremony was the words that I chose um, because, you know, I didn't want to favour one part of the family over the other. I didn't want to make him to be made out to be a saint. And in fact, his sister didn't. And it, it resulted in probably the shortest um, funeral service I've ever given. I think it was about 12 minutes. Yeah. And at the end of it, everybody couldn't wait to get out. So I think I avoided it, but I haven't actually had... Um, any real conflict uh, but it's I think it's you know if you're going to if you're in a public space I think you've got people to support you haven't you but if you're you go on your own to a family home I think that's when we should be really aware of what we're doing so what, yeah. what advice do you think we can give well I, th I think that for celebrants who find that they are sitting in somebody's house and they are between people who have got different ideas about how the, the ceremony should go or different views on the person that they that has died I think mm -hmm. for celebrants what we advise you in our training isn't it we advise them to come back to the questionnaire to say let me let me take us back to a certain question let us go back to a certain subject so you're coming back to a safe place and you're not you're not saying yes. to them you know, just stop stop bickering or anything like that because that would just inflame the situation. But just very calmly That's just taking worse. them back to the structure. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely don't want to get caught up in anything like that. But taking them back to the structure um, would, is the safest thing to do, in my view. Um, and that's what I have had to do before. 
have you i think you're absolutely right and and as part of the course that we run the celebrant training we're um very much switched on to health and safety aren't we and um long worker policies um and and long working procedures to make Mm. sure that the celebrants that we're training are really really aware of their safety at all times um you know i have heard of celebrants where there's been full-on fisticuffs in the crematorium but then you know as a celebrant you step back don't you it's it's the, <laughs> the crematorium staff you and the funeral director fortunately um you know and uh, i know that sometimes services have had to be stopped yes um yeah. and, it, and we've also heard of bust ups at weddings but usually we're we're away at that point aren't we? before no, that happens <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> absolutely yes yeah, so uh, i had um uh fisticuffs in a chapel but like you say i just as a celebrant step away um and let the funeral director um deal with that um and the same with weddings you know you step away and and somebody else will will deal with that whether that's the um owner of the venue or the coordinator whoever it is you just step away from that Mm -hmm. i think you know it was with funerals it, you could have to walk away from it um, and say from uh, and you know, extract yourself from from the home and say to the people, I, I guess, come back to me when you come to a decision. Yeah. Um, I think it's safety first yeah. all the time, and, and and you know, I guess ultimately they they will because they want that that service. Um, but you've just got to do your best, and I, I guess if it gets really naughty in there, is to yeah. speak to your funeral director. Yeah, and, no, and ask them to help. Yeah, absolutely. So think, sorry, I was just going to say, I think one of the things that we need to remember is it's it's reputation. So it's your reputation. And um, if something, you know, if you get embroiled in a situation where there's conflict and, you know, you sort of try and sort things out, something somewhere along the line is not going to suit everybody. And so somebody will be unhappy. So they might make a complaint and... You know, you can always back these things up with facts, but if you get embroiled in an emotional situation, that's going to be difficult for you going forward in terms of reputation. Mm. Mm. So I guess, you know, we we can look at cognitive skills and, and, and the language that we use yes. so that we're not inflammatory. Yes. Um, our body language and our health and safety really, I think, is really important. Now... The other areas that people might not think of is that, you know, you've got clients and there is potential, isn't there, for conflict with clients. Um, Have you ever had any of that? Um, No, luckily I haven't. Um, But so are you talking about the conflict between the celebrant and the clients? Is that? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, luckily um, I haven't. But then I... I try to just keep things fairly light and not get too deep. And um, I think with wedding couples, you might get a gut feel beforehand that before they book that things might not work out well. So you might step away from that. But with funeral families, you don't actually know who you're going to walk into, do you? Um, And how they might react to you. So luckily, I haven't. Have Mm. you? Um, No, I haven't. I think in terms of... um... You, you can get intelligence, can't you, from your funeral director who will say there will be um, family dynamics. I can remember them telling me we had a real tragedy around here a couple of years ago where four young men were um, 
killed all together in a car crash. Right. Not far from me. It was really tragic. Oh, um, and there was a lot of conflict in that family about what they wanted because if you think they've got a very short space of time, you know, yes. even if you're with a with a funeral like that, they would have had a double slot. They had an hour, but even so, um, you know, if there's such a, a big broad range of people involved, and yeah. and what do you say? And if you if you've got that, um, you know, we've all heard of bridezillas. I am happy to say I haven't had any yet. <laughs> um, you know, I think um, again. You know, if you ask open questions, you, you give them choices. Um, if they're stuck in something, you you you, um, you give them the opportunity. Mm. Um, I have had um, conflict with a funeral director, which was oh, interesting. Um, I had yes, and um, it was it was it was basically overpayment, um, and they hadn't paid me. It was almost three months after my funeral. Oh goodness! Despite several attempts yeah um and you're very wary aren't you to think well if i keep pressing them yeah they, they're not going to use me again or they tell other people not to use me again mm -hmm. so i actually sought advice from another funeral director as to the best course of action and ultimately it's your business and you have to you know it's your income and you've provided yeah. the service yeah um, now whether or not i'll work for that funeral director again I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm always happy to let bygones be bygones. It, it's business. Um, but you know, you can find, or you might find that that there's potential conflict there from either a, a supplier or a couple. And I think that's why we always advise people on our courses to be very careful with their contracts and very careful about their absolutely. terms and conditions. So, yeah. No, absolutely. So I guess there's, you know. Yeah, and I think, I think you if make... there's conflict on that. Side, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, it's all right. I was just going to say, I think you make a really good point about the fact that um, we try to tread carefully where, you know, when we're dealing with somebody who's paying us, we worry, don't we, that that actually we shouldn't have a conflict with them. Um, but, you know, when it comes to it, we are running a business. So when it comes down to that, you know, we do, we need to be paid. Um, so we just need to get that, that inner core of steel, don't we, to... Um, Go right. Yeah. I, I need to um, assert myself because um, I think celebrants yeah. can, can, it can be a lovely kind of fluffy type of um, look, can't it? Being a celebrant, but actually we are running business, um, so yeah. conflict skills need to be yeah. uh, looked at. So, if you were to summarise in a couple of words, advice for celebrants in terms of being aware of conflict and managing it how how would you put it um well i would i would suggest that um if you feel you're in a situation where conflict is happening or is about to happen then just step back from it take the emotion out of it and look at the facts um and it, yeah. I mean, if you are, you know, if you're sitting at your desk and you, you can see something's going to happen, you can do that. But it's the same when you're with a family or with um, a, a couple who are getting married. I think you just need to step back, take the emotion out of it or understand what emotion they're, they're dealing with. So it could be grief. It could be frustration over certain things that aren't working well, anything like that. But take take that step back and just assess the facts and then and move forward from there. That's what I would say. How about you? Yeah. And I would back that up with um, always be prepared. Um, 
for a funeral service when before you go to see your family speak to your funeral director um, and ask them you know could there be any conflict there is there anything that I need to be aware of yeah follow your health and safety and your loan working procedures make sure that you know I think for me that comes first that you're that you're prepared that you've got clear exit routes um from any Mm. any home mm. um you know, trust your gut is what i'd say um there's always time for to to walk away and and regroup and to allow the family or the couples yeah. to to come to a, a <laughs> come to a conclusion or an agreement that you don't need to be involved in but um i just say look after yourself yeah no absolutely so thank you rebecca it was it was absolutely lovely to talk to you and, and to you. Um, i will see you i think Yorkshire soon. So oh yeah, care. looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, bye bye. See ya.